and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and this is The Black Eye. As you might have previously heard, I have had some sound problems. And uh, thought that I had fixed said problems, only to find out that I did not fix said problems. So, I hope today that these problems are now officially fixed and I do not sound like a ghost from the great beyond. Uh, attempting to make contact with the real world. <laughs> Anywho, I hope you're doing well today. I hope you have gone outside and enjoyed the day. I hope uh, that all is well with you. Today, uh, update on what I usually talk about, uh, which is the, the pursuit of happiness for the American workers, uh, came across my feed. Actually, there were two stories, two very interesting stories that came across my feed. Um, one is that uh, the job, so-called job openings have hit 10 million, which I found very, very interesting. Um, secondly, that uh, the judge orders o- Oklahoma to pay the $300 weekly federal unemployment benefits. Well, as you may recall, states had stopped, uh, prematurely stopped the $300 uh, federal pandemic benefit uh, in a boost, in an effort to, I guess, throw the people out the nest and get them to go to work. But that didn't really happen quite as planned. Instead, the states got sued. And so far, there was more states um, added to this lawsuit. But um, as far as I recall, and I'm looking this up, it was Indiana, Maryland, uh, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Texas. And I believe Florida joined into that as well. And um, Maryland and Indiana, the judge ruled that they had to pay, continue paying the the federal benefits temporarily until the outcome of this lawsuit. So they had to resume the payments. That was earlier. Um, But in Oklahoma, in that lawsuit, just today, released one day ago, excuse me, Judge orders Oklahoma to resume paying the $300 weekly federal unemployment benefits. And I believe there are other successes um, to follow. So, that was July, so this is August. So in that, now um, there's some interesting narrative about now there being 10 million job openings. In the United States of America. So the third thing, the third article that crossed my feed was simply this from the Business Insider. 
the record number of workers quitting is now in its third month, and it looks like it's here to stay. So, as you might have known and heard from my great big broadcast, <laughs> that um, people were getting kind of tired of living the old life and and you know being what people will refer to as wage slaves uh, exploited working hard and getting nowhere and for once people who were working had the opportunity to take time to decide what they wanted to do with their lives instead of being so busy working that they they didn't have time to think about where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do. So let's start with the broad brush here. Let's go back to when uh, states ended the unemployment benefits early and its intended effects. And then we can talk about uh, you know what I always talk about. Um, this comes from Forbes, this particular we're gonna start backwards. What why workers are what well first forward, why workers are suing states for cutting off expanded unemployment benefits. This summer twenty six states are cutting off access to pandemic unemployment benefits that were extended by the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA. But some people may get their benefits back, even in just, if just for a few weeks. Several lawsuits claim that states have a duty to provide federal aid to their residents. So far, suits have been filed in Indiana, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Texas, and benefits have been temporarily reinstated in Indiana and Maryland. Okay, I was wrong about that. It's unclear where the benefits will be fully reinstated in states facing challenges before payments expire nationwide in early September. But for now, there's some hope for workers who feel like the cutoff is coming too soon. Now, the fight to keep $300 per week hinges on state labor laws. Under the terms of the CARES Act, states would elect to participate in the additional unemployment benefits offered by the federal government initially was 600 a week, then 300 a week on top of the state benefits you're eligible to receive. Last spring, every state agreed to administer the additional benefits. But once ARPA went into effect, about half of governors, mostly Republicans, decided to drop that agreement, which is permitted with the 30 days notice to the U.S. Department of Labor. They cited quickly rebounding, they cited quickly rebounding unemployment, excuse me, employment in their states, alongside a worker shortage that has stymied businesses' ability to generate revenue during the recovery as grounds for ending the benefits early, even though there was no proof that that was happening in their state necessarily. And I want to talk about how I call bullshit on this the so-called $9 million, $9 million job opening. Stopping federal benefits early means some workers, including many self-employed gig workers, will lose unemployment benefits completely, having exhausted their state 
eligibility already. But state lawsuits filed by or on behalf of workers lean on state laws instead of federal ones. Many states have provisions for in their unemployment laws that state that say a state must protect the welfare of its unemployed workers, explains Jenny Jerry, a senior state attorney at the National Employment Law Project, a nonprofit workers' rights organization. Many of these laws also state that the the state agency that administers unemployment insurance must cooperate fully with the Department of Labor to implement unemployment insurance, she says. In Indiana, the language is even more explicit, saying the state has a duty to maximize the federal benefits that, is resi- that its residents can receive, she explains. Judges in Indiana and Maryland have ordered benefits to continue while the suits filed their move through the legal system. Both states' governors have appealed the orders. Maryland Governor Hogan's appeal was rejected. But demands to continue benefits don't guarantee that claimants will get their benefits on time or at all. In Indiana, Indiana, the instruction to continue benefits occurred after the federal benefits had already stopped. Restarting benefits for claimants who already had their benefits stopped can be complicated. It takes longer to reestablish benefits than continue processing a benefit that hasn't yet expired. The, the state expects federal benefits, which stopped on June 19th, to restart on Friday, July 16th. Delays could put an additional strain on the unemployed who are still looking for work this summer. Their benefits may be delayed, but their credit card bills and their rent Many times do not get equally delayed, Jerry says. And it goes on to read about how much each state was getting. But there we are. They stopped. Uh, and then the, the, some states were getting unemployment. Today, as a result of that lawsuit, excuse me, that was uh, day before yesterday, judge orders Oklahoma to resume paying $300 weekly federal unemployment benefits. And um, an Oklahoma judge has ordered the state to restore the $300 weekly unemployed benefits that Republican Governor Kevin Stitt discontinued in late June. Oklahoma City Oh, excuse me, Oklahoma County District Judge Anthony Bonner Jr. on Friday granted a preliminary injunction filed by state citizens against Stint and a lawsuit seeking to reinstate the extended unemployment payments, according to the Oklahoma. The judge also ordered the state to immediately instruct U.S. Labor Department officials to resume administering the funds to eligible job individuals. At least 17 Republicans terminated, uh, Republican governors that is, terminated federal pandemic-related unemployed assistance provided for individuals under the CARES Act, which was later extended through President Joe Biden, $1.9 trillion stimulus package out of fear it could discourage people from returning to work. 
the Century Foundation estimated their decisions would cost 4.1 million to Americans up to 10.8 billion in unemployed benefits. And they uh, cited workers shortage, which, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he announced a new executive that would provide people with a $1,200 back to work incentive. That gives people six weeks to get off the sidelines and get back into the game. Employers across the state tell us that the biggest challenge right now is finding new employees. Job openings are at their highest level in the state of the in the history of the state. So they're going to get their benefits back. They're going to get their benefits back. And hooray for them. Hooray for the people. Hooray for the people. Hooray for the people. Um I am, and I'm not going to bore you with this because I, I probably said this many times before in my previous podcast about um, how dismissive and how tone deaf I thought the Republican governors were to just cut people off without thinking about the people in general, uh, thinking about them as people, as humans who had real issues, uh, real circumstances. And yeah, there are a lot of jobs out there, but how many people can get to those jobs? How many people can uh, go to these jobs and, and, and work these jobs? And people are just starting to realize that there's more to life than work. There's just more to life than work. You want to work to live, you don't want to live to work. And so far, you know, people are beginning to realize that, you know, we've been busy making money for other people and we haven't really been doing well ourselves. We're barely making rent, we're barely making utilities. You know, we're not even. We can't even eat the foods that we want to eat or do what we want to do. And this just coincides with the third article that uh, came up in my feed just six hours ago from the Business Insider. And it says the record number of workers quitting is now in its third month, and it looks like it's here to stay. Isn't that interesting? So among this labor shortage, uh people have gone back to work. They've gone back to work. And... You know, because that's what they were told to do. That's what you know, is, is expected of them to go back to work and to, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a bum if you don't work or if you're not working for them anyways and getting paid these low wages and just, you know, dying a little bit each day inside. But this article 
hit me um, coincides with what I've been talking about earlier in the previous um, um, podcast. And this is, it goes on to read this. This is a once in a generation jobs market. The latest data from the job openings and labor turnover survey only cements that fact. Job openings keep hitting record highs as 10.1 million positions were open in June. But quits were high again, and I think quits contribute to the opening. People voluntarily leaving their jobs rose to 3.9 million from 3.6 million in May, close to the record break in 4 million quits in April, the highest level since the Bureau of Labor Statistics started tracking this data in 2000. Quits have been over 3.6 million for each year, each of the last three months, also something that hasn't happened in decades. The number of Americans quitting their jobs pre previously hit historic highs in 2019, before the pandemic hit. But the current set of record highs comes alongside record levels of job openings and historically high hiring. This all points to a skyrocketing labor market fueled by huge demand from employers reopening and expanding their last after last year's lockdowns and by a labor supply crunch from workers seeking better, safer, and higher paying jobs. Workers' desire and ability to hold out for better opportunities can also be seen in the findings that 48% of the unemployed are frustrated with their search because they can't find the right jobs in a survey by remote and flexible job sites, flexi jobs, or flex jobs. The quit rate remains especially elevated for leisure and hospitality workers, holding strong at 5.3% in April, May, and you. There are 778,000 quits in leisure and hospitality and restaurants and hotels will likely continue to struggle to find workers to fill the open positions without raising pay. And that is the key right there. You're not going to raise pay. People are not flocking to you. You know, Walmart is paying, what, 15 Costco is paying 15 $16 an hour. I mean, if you're going to work hard, why would you work for seven, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour? Why would you do that? Leisure and hospitality had 1.65 million positions open in June, while the sector hired 343,000 workers last month. The high levels of hiring quits, hiring quits, and openings all show an industry in flux after a tumultuous year as workers leave for better prospects and employers scramble to lure them back. Taken in total, June marks yet another month, of, month or more workers than ever quitting their jobs, especially in traditionally low-wage industries. If the last three months are any indication, that's a trend that's all still holding strong. The overall quit rates in June was 2.7% and the quits went up noticeably in the South, rising to 3 from 2.8%.
While the quits data from June prior to the Delta variant roaring throughout the country, many workers could be holding back out of COVID-19 concerns. Well, I, I argue that that could possibly be the case. Now, this is me talking. I, I argue that could be the, the case. But um, I also argue that people are not going back to low-wage working jobs, especially when you have Amazon who's paying $15 an hour. And yeah, the work may be hard, and yeah, uh, you know they have a lot against them. But and but why would you want to work hustling, you know, slinging burgers in an entry job when you probably been doing that for three or four years? When you there are job openings, you have a driver's license, you have any kind of skill at all, you can go up and make more money. And and do well, better for yourself. Um, you don't need to continue in these entry-level jobs. Uh, you don't need to do that. And the South is notorious for low wages. Uh, in one state, I can't remember which one, $2.13 an hour for waitresses, for wait staff. $2.13 an hour for wait staff, plus tips. You know, if... It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. And then on top of that, you know, you're you're, you're deemed you're so d- disposable. It's it's ridiculous, you know. It, you're disposable. It's a disposable job. They can the government or whatever can come in here and say, you know what, you're non-essential and wipe you out. Wipe you out. So good for people who are making that change, who are going out there and and finding better. Uh, You know, that's good. That's good news. Um, According to Jolt's data, that region saw both increased quits and job openings, as well as hires in the month of June. The Wall Street Journal also reported in June that the Northeast was seeing unemployment drop amidst high vaccination rates with jobs in leisure and hospitality picking up. But yeah, in the East, um, especially in New York, I think in New York City, the, the minimum wage in New York City is $15 an hour. That's the minimum wage. So you're getting the minimum wage, I believe, plus tips. I, I, I believe that. I have to look that up. But in New York City, $15 an hour. So you see the trend here. Where there, the, there's more money, then people are going to go back to work. Where there's less money, they're not bothering. They're not aggravating themselves. And I think the rest of the state is like $13 an hour in New York. But um, New York City in and of itself pays $15 an hour, which is still not enough to live in New York City, but it's better than $8 an hour, much better than $8 an hour. An analysis by economist Luke Parter at payroll platform Gusto of States that opted out of federal unemployment early found that workers came back in more vaccinated states 
while they stay home in the less vaccinated ones, suggesting that fears over COVID and vaccination are keeping workers at home, not cushy unemployment benefits. And just for the record, they're not, they're, they're great, but they're, they weren't cushy. <laughs> Another reason why workers might be quitting, they're holding out for higher wages, which are also going up. This might also just be burnt, <laughs> they might also just be burnt out. A July survey from Joblist, first reported by Bloomberg, found that one in three service workers wouldn't return to the industry and half wouldn't return to their old role. They wanted better pay, conditions, and benefits. Openings are up and the quits are up. There hasn't been anything like this in decades and there's no reason to believe it will stop anytime soon. That's good. So the the job openings are coinciding with the quit rate. So people are going back to work, having their, as Oprah would say, their light bulb moment, realizing that they can do better and going out there and doing better. That's what's happening. That is what's happening, and that's why there are so many openings in the job market. People are just quitting. And just for the record, for all those people out there who are conservatives and who think uh, they're doing it for the for the um, for the pandemic benefit, number one, the pandemic benefit ends September sixth, and number two, which is actually the mo- should be number one, if you quit your job, you don't qualify for unemployment. So these people aren't quitting because of cushy unemployment benefits. They're quitting because they need and want to do better for themselves. There's no reality where we're not going to have to work. But there is a reality in how we choose to work and what kind of living we choose to make. Go, people, power of the people, power of the industry. Power, power, power. Anyways, that's all I have to say for right now. Um, thank you for listening. If you made it with me this far, thank you. I appreciate you. And I do deeply apologize for that sound issue. Um, rest assured, I hope it's fixed this time. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you in voice message. I will leave a link in the description. Till then, have a nice day. Bye-bye.